0: It's good to see you at the chapel. As you're finding a seat, I want to make some quick announcements that I'll also make at the end of the service, and that is that if uh, you would, all the seniors, we're going to have a lunch next Sunday after church at Flip's uh, Grill. It's off of Western Center. We had our lunch there last time. Uh, if you're a, a senior and you would like to come, please come to that lunch. We'll have a great time, and uh, we just have a great time talking to each other and having fellowship. That'll be next Sunday following service on the 17th. Also, if you've never been uh, baptized uh, in water, what we're going to do is the last Sunday of this month, the uh, July 31st, during our service, we're going to have a, a water baptism that we haven't had in a long time. So we've got the baptism fixed and ready to go. So I know there's been a lot of people that have asked. And that'll be the last Sunday of the month. If you're interested in doing that, would you please see me uh, after service today and in the next couple weeks. And we'll, we'll set that up and uh, tell you all the details behind that. It is good to see everybody here. And even though it's 105, aren't you glad that it's not that on the inside? Maybe it is hot on the inside, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm glad for air condition, and uh, I am just so blessed by you, uh, watching you give. You guys are givers. We have blessed so many people in benevolence, but also there's all kinds of things that we have paid for, uh, upgraded. There's things that have been uh, on the docket that we're working on. Uh, the sign out front, all that good stuff. But I just want to remind you, and I want to say thank you for your giving. At the end of the service, our ushers will be at the uh, back of the sanctuary, and you can give there, or you can give online. You can drop it off even in the mailbox. Any way to get it here, we'll take it. So this morning, uh, we have another guest speaker. And Brianna, last week, did a great job, didn't she? Let me tell you, I talked with three men, Alex and Wayne and David on, uh, Thursday or Tuesday, I believe it was. And each one of them came at different times and we sit down and had coffee, lunch, whatever. And they all said, Brianna, man, <laughs> she did a great job. And we talked about it a few minutes. And so I know that, uh, we enjoyed Brianna and all that she's doing. And one day again, Dr. Brianna, she did a wonderful job. Well, this morning, uh, My favorite uh, speaker, because she speaks to me every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, is my wife. So let's give a hand to Gwen as she comes.
1: Thank you. It's such a joy to be here with you today and share God's Word. Now let me ask you something. Are you facing any mountains in your life? Maybe you're not in a situation that's challenging at the time, but you know it's coming, right? I'm looking across the room. We don't have any uh, really young folks here today. So, yes, if you've lived very long at all, there's something on your horizon. Today, I want to dive into God's Word and give you tools to live a victorious life as we talk about faith to believe. Now, I believe that the Lord just really set us up today. Um, last week, I wasn't in here to hear Brianna, but uh, John preached the summary on the way home. And um, then, I, of course, you can always catch um, preachings, teachings that are um, given and, and for us on Sunday mornings. They come on our website. So go click on and Check out sermons. Go back and listen, and, and update yourself so that you're um, with us and on board. Would you stand with me for a minute? I want you to do something. I want you to I want you to say this after me as we approach God's word. You know, in the in the church, by and large, we have been taught to pray. You know, we know to pray. Um, we know to study God's word, or maybe read. People say, read your Bible and pray. 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 Well, today we're going to be talking about another element that Jesus talked about, and that is pray, believe, and then he also talked about speaking. So again, you're going to see a theme, Lisa and I didn't talk in advance, Uh, Austin and I didn't talk in advance, but um, you're going to see what Jesus said about how to do those things and how they operate together. So I'd like you to say this out your mouth. And then if you don't if you don't really agree with what I'm saying, just wait. You don't have to say it, you know. You don't have to say something that you're saying, I don't know about that. I've never said something like that before. So I'd rather you just not say it. And then you can go back and listen to the recording and say it when you actually believe it, right? But I want you to declare this out your mouth if you trust and you want God to speak with you, to you specifically a word today. Ready? I believe God's word. Contains answers for my life. If I see it in the Bible today, I'm going to believe it. You may be seated. You know, sometimes we see things in God's Word, and maybe we've heard it taught over and over. Probably in a congregation this size, it'd be difficult for me to talk any of you out of your salvation. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, you prayed and believed that He um, washed your sins, then you're solid in that. But, you know, oftentimes in Christian circles, that's the last thing that people prayed and believed for. Oftentimes, I recently had an opportunity to meet with a pastor's wife in the area, and um, we were just sharing things, and I said, is there anything that I can believe God with you about? She said, not really. I'm just trying to, you know, I I just really don't want to ask him for anything. I'm in a season in my life where I'm not asking him for anything. Well, if you read with me today in Scripture, that's going to challenge that kind of thinking. We should always be asking and believing God for the next thing in our life. We should be believing for him to work in our job situation for us to make an impact in the world we live in we should be believing that he's going to increase us more and more and make us more of a blessing to those around us that we bring him glory with our lives so i want to start today by reading hebrews 11 verse 6 as we talk about faith to believe you know Um, Oftentimes, you'll hear people say, I wish, you know, if Jesus would just appear to me, if he would just appear, I I think I could believe anything he said. Would you believe his words written in red? That's what we want to do. The Father said that his words have been exalted above his name. His word is superior to his name. Did you know that there is no greater revelation? Listen, even if Jesus walked through that door, there is no greater revelation than what you'll see in the written word. He has given us everything in the written word to live this life in a way that's pleasing to him. That's good news. Hebrews eleven six, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he, or she, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's look at that, shall we? We're going to be unpacking Scripture today. You know, sometimes we can read through Scripture and we come up against something like, wow, that's, that's big, and we just keep on going. We're going to unpack, we're going to slow down and look at Scripture today and what God is saying to us in order to build strength, in order to build your faith muscle. Here we go. Look at that passage again. He who comes to God must, should believe. It'd be a good idea if he believed. He should reason. No. He must believe that he is. That who is? That God is. That he exists. And you know what else? In in the Old Testament, when God revealed himself to Abraham, he said, when he gave him his name, he said, I am. I am what? I am that I am. I am what you need at the time. Today you may need a healer. Or maybe some of you need debt freedom. You need, you need prosperity in your life. Maybe there's a, a need that you have that I didn't mention. Whatever your need, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Him. What about the atheist? What about the agnostic that's just still struggling? Not quite sure. Might exist, might not. Well, they're in trouble. The Bible says he that comes to God must believe. That he exists, and then there's some other things that we have to believe as well, as you're going to see today in Scripture. Let's look at the words of Jesus. We're going to go to Mark 11:20 20 to 23. Now, just to give you a little bit of uh, background, what's happening here? Uh, Jesus had been in Jerusalem. Um, this is after the um, his triumphal entry, where he entered the city, and lots of people. He had been preaching and teaching, doing lots of miracles, and so people were um, saying, "Hosanna! This is this is the one who comes in the name of the Lord." And so um, then we go on in the chapter, and um, after the the preaching and all, Jesus had been through the area the day before, and they had come. He and the disciples had come up to a fig tree. And so Jesus said to the fig tree, giving you some context, you can go back and read it. In fact, I suggest you do. Do you have something to write with? You're going to want to write in the margin of your Bible. If you don't write in your Bible, you need a notebook that you can write in. Um, But you're going to want to take some notes today. This is going to be a big, big concept that you're going to want. It's going to be a starting point, okay? So Jesus had walked past the fig tree with his disciples, and he said to the fig tree when he saw that there were no figs, He said, he cursed the fig tree and he said, no man eat any fruit from you hereafter forever. Just a few words, nine words, I believe. So he said that to the fig tree and then he kept on walking. The disciples, of course, they're watching and they just keep on going too. The next day when they come through, Peter remarks and he says, Jesus, look, the fig tree that you cursed. Now he didn't cuss it, did he? I say to you today. I don't go around cussing, I don't make it a practice, but cursing, saying something harsh, hard, pressing, is more damaging than cuss words, you know? Let's say someone came here today and I was, uh, someone was just cussing up a blue streak, and then we have someone over here that's never really been, they don't know English, is it going to be damaging to them? But they could walk over in an attitude to that person that did not understand English and say things in such a way to wound their spirit. Words are containers. Words contain power. The power of life and death are in the tongue. And those that love that concept, Proverbs says, those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. You know, sometimes in Christian circles, we don't like that. We don't like that our words contain power because there's responsibility behind it. But this is exactly what Jesus taught. So when the disciples and uh, Peter specifically asked, or he questioned, he, he remarked, Look, Jesus, that fig tree that you cursed yesterday. Now, see, they didn't say anything at the time because nothing happened. Jesus spoke, and from the moment he spoke, something happened at the root level to the fig tree they didn't see it root it began to wither immediately it began to wither from the root and that's the way our words work Oftentimes in Christian circles, and maybe you're here today and you've had some disappointments in your life. You've prayed about certain things. You um, have done your best to believe in the amount of faith that you have, to believe for certain things, and they have not happened yet in your life. Disappointment can come when year after year there's no fulfillment for the things that we're believing and praying for. Jesus gave a principle remember, this is not my words. Jesus gave this principle. Jesus gave the principle that if you speak to the mountain, if you speak to the fig tree, he showed us by example. He spoke to the fig tree. And the next day, the evidence of that wither, the withering fig tree is what occurred. So let's go back to scripture, shall we? Let's pick up in verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, he said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, he answered and said to them. He could have dismissed it and said or said something like this. You know, guys, that's because I'm the son of God. That's the reason that happened. Don't try this at home. He answered them and said, he's now going to tell them how, how faith works, a faith principle that we see in scripture by the master. You know, when we see something in red in scripture, we ought to prioritize it above everything else. Do you agree? We want to prioritize what the master says. And if our head can't get our mind around it, you know, we can't get our mind around the the principle that we see. Did you know that's okay? Okay. It's okay for you not to understand everything and just do what you see in Scripture. And then allow God, we heard that today as a theme in our worship time, trust Him with the results. Trust when you do what you're supposed to do. But, you know, I have a challenge for you today. I know I was challenged as I began to study this week. And even today I said to John, I said, this has gotten so big on the inside of me. It's just gotten huge. When we go back and we see what Jesus said, it challenges oftentimes where we are. Did you know that there are levels of faith? The same faith that you had had on the day that you asked Jesus in your heart? Actually, that was the, the biggest thing you could have ever believed for. Everything else is lesser. Once you ask Jesus into your heart, you believe him for your salvation. You are a new creation. It gives you access into eternity, into everything that God has for you. That's the biggest thing. Everything else pales in comparison. So, and it works the same way. Let's look at the words of Jesus here. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God for assuredly. In our modern vernacular, we might say, absolutely, or you can be assured. Jesus himself says this is the way it works. You can be assured. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Remember what you said at the front end? If I see it it in God's Word, if I see it in here, I'm going to change my thinking. I'll believe this above what I've experienced. I'll believe what I see in Scripture. Maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right. Can we say that as Christians? Can we do that? Can we say, maybe I haven't gotten results because I haven't been doing it right? I've been corrected this week in just studying the Scripture. Lord, there's some things I need to tweak in my life. So I want you to look at this, and we're going to unpack some things. Are you ready? You're going to want to circle. You're going to highlight. Have faith in God. It is foundational to everything we believe for. He said, Jesus said, whoever says. Well, who's that? You and you and you, them, whoever. Whoever says. Does faith involve speaking and saying? Yes, and oftentimes you'll find because you left church, you, having declared his word in song, having declared, you know, John will have, have you say things after him when, when he's preaching. Say this, or he'll say, would you repeat this? This is what it says in the Bible. Let's read that word, to, that line together or whatever. And you leave and you're all filled with faith. Ladies and gentlemen, that will work for you Monday through Saturday. We should live by faith. Oftentimes we get saved by faith. We use our faith to come to know Jesus and we don't use our faith for anything else. Jesus said, Have faith in God, whoever, anybody. You know, just saying that, I'm feeling hope rising in the room. I'm feeling hope. It's coming in the room where you're thinking, Could it be? Could it be that that thing that hasn't come to pass yet in my life, that I haven't seen the fulfillment of, Let's go back to Jesus. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Let's stop there. Whoever says to this mountain. Now, Jesus had just, he's giving the example. He's referring. They're asking him about the fig tree. How did that fig tree wither? Look how that happened, Jesus. Tell us about it. The mountain was... There wasn't any food on on the fig tree. That, to me, that's not major. We're not talking about some of the other major things Jesus did, raising the dead, open blind eyes. We're talking, he used the example, a very low-level example, of the fig tree. What's your mountain? No, I mean it. I mean it. Answer in your heart. Maybe you want to jot it down. Maybe this is the day that you're going to put a stake in the ground. And you might think, oh, Gwen, you don't know how many times I've I've been disappointed. Again, we're going to renew our mind to what the Word says. I'm just going to tell you what Jesus says, and you get to decide. You get to decide where you land and what you're going to do from here on. So what's your mountain? Is it a mountain of debt? Is it sickness? Is it disease in your life? Jesus said, speak to the mountain, speak to the problem. Do you remember the situation, the circumstance where Jesus was with the disciples on the, uh, he was in the boat and he was asleep and the storm broke out and they called Jesus, we're going to perish, we're going to perish, come help us. Jesus didn't stop and pray. I'm all for praying. Listen. Listen. We're going we're to back all this up with Scripture. I am all for praying. There's a time to pray, and there's a time to say. There's a time to receive. So, what is your mountain in your life? Remember when Jesus went to Peter's house, and Peter's mother-in-law was sick unto death with a fever. Jesus spoke to the fever. Jesus spoke. Now, some may be saying, oh, I know, but that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Gwen, how, how, how can you say that I should have the same level of faith? Well, I'm not saying it, but Jesus is. He said, have faith in God. And in fact, if you go back to the original meaning, it means have the faith of God. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. You're supposed to look like Him in the earth. Now, we may not be there. We may not be. We have not all reached um, Christ-like perfection, but we should be going. And the where, where you are today shouldn't be where you are in another few years. What was a faith challenge for you a few years ago? Is that still a faith challenge? Well, there's an answer there too. Let's go back and renew our mind to the promises of God in that area. What's your mountain? Jesus said, speak to the mountain. In church, we've been taught to pray. Oh God, oh God, oh God, please, please help us. And Lord, if you don't help us, if you don't undertake, where will we be? Dear Lord, we're nothing without you. It's okay to say that once. And then we got to move on to some answers. Because if I stayed there too long, I'd get depressed. And you know what? We serve a faith God. Jesus is showing us that he operates. That God operates by faith. That the Heavenly Father operates by faith words in our mouth. You know, when we we were uh, singing today, there was a scriptural, there was a song that's based on scripture. I will be content in every circumstance. Think about that. In context, that is we should be content knowing. It talks about knowledge. We should be content knowing that he's got answers. We're not content. In religious circles, we've been taught, pray, pray, pray. Oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God, heal me. God, heal me. Do a work in my life. I know you can. And then we stop and check how we're feeling, and then call other people and pray some more. Oh, pray. Everybody pray. And when you think about it, pray. Pray all the time. Pray, pray, pray. There's, there's disappointment that can come in that if we don't go back and get ourselves solid in the Word. What does God say? Again, if you'll go back and you'll say, if to yourself, each morning before you read your scripture. You read your Bible? Read your Bible? Don't just read it. You might want to slow down like we're doing today, and if you come across something like, that's big, hang around in that passage for a day or two. God has something to say to you about it. So when, we, when we're reading and studying the Word, we're building faith so that when we do pray, results happen. Jesus said, whoever prays, Uh, excuse me, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Let's unpack that a bit, shall we? So for those that do not doubt in their heart, I want to free you up. You can have all kinds of doubt in your head and not be doubting in your heart. Some of you have been, Sitting in church circles for decades, planning the Word in your heart, planning the Word, planning the Word, planning the Word. That is the most amazing use of your time. Using your time throughout the week to listen to preachings and teachings, your favorite podcast of men and women declaring the Word of God. All of that builds faith so that when the time comes for you to pray, There is an urgency. There's a sense of faith. Do you know there can be times in your prayer life that you just know that you know that you know, and nothing's changed. Isn't that right? You know that you know that you know. Nothing's changed on the outside. The doctor's report hadn't changed yet. That, I want to tell you, that is not available to people who don't know God. They don't sense that. Look for it when you're praying for things. And if, you're, if there's all these doubts in your head, go back to the Word. Go back to the Word. And then just don't speak those things. Don't speak the things in your head. Speak what you know in your heart. There is a heart-mind connection. Our job is to renew our mind so that we'll agree with what God's Word says about us. Listen, it'll always be bigger than what you could ever come up with on your own. So we need to keep meditating, keep meditating until there's faith in our hearts to believe. Maybe you're thinking today, and you're thinking, well, Gwen, are you saying that I could just say, I believe for a million dollars? You could. But have you believed first for your bills to be paid? If you have never exercised your faith, faith grows like a seed. So we plant God's Word in our heart, and that's what many of us are used to doing, But then we've got to exercise it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing it preached, declaring it out of our mouths, and hearing our own mouths say it. And then it goes and it is released by saying. That's why Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Whoever does not doubt in his heart, don't you worry. If you've got all these doubts in your head, just don't say it. It's what you say that matters. What you say over that situation. Instead, Say what God says. That's where you can go back to the Bible and put the pressure on the Word. Put the pressure where it belongs. Put the pressure. Lord, you said this. You said this. Go back to that when the pressure seems like it's on. Oftentimes, too, sometimes we've messed up in ways that we're so excited about, maybe something that God has spoken to us, and we go telling a bunch of people. And then the pressure comes when we're like, I said all that, and it, you know, and it hadn't come to pass in all these years. Go back to what the Word says. I'm telling you that Jesus said, you can have the things that you say if you believe those things when you say them. Just talked a minute ago about, what if I believe God for a million dollars? Well, first of all, let's start where our faith is. Let's start and believe Him. There, in finances, there's just outright bill-paying faith. Have you started there? Outright bill-paying faith. First of all, do you believe that God wants your bills paid? Some people, they're not even there. They've got all this stuff. Gwen, you don't know what I've done financially. If we go back to what we see in Scripture, God wants good things for you, and He can train you so that you don't make the same mistakes over again, but He wants you delivered from that load of debt. There's bill-paying faith. Let's start there. Every month when you pay your bills, are, you, you can come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm short. Pray, believe. He may speak something to your heart. Now, how do you know if God's speaking to you? Usually, it's the first thing you hear when you pray, not the second. Sometimes that'll be a voice of reason. Not the third, but that first thing that you hear. You might hear when you pray, Lord, there's not enough funds here to pay the bills. You might hear him say something in your heart like, trust me. That's it. Stop and ask. What do you mean by that? Are you asking the Lord questions when you pray? Some of us we're just, just diving in. We're diving in and we're just, oh God, help us. God, 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 help me, help me, help me. Look, look what a mess we're in. Instead of starting with faith, how would that look like in prayer? Lord, Jesus gave us an example in praying. When you pray, start our Father who is in heaven. Looking down on all of this, you are in heaven. You are high and lifted up. That's who I'm coming to for answers to my prayer. I'm coming to the most high God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be be thy name. Are you worshiping him? Getting started in prayer? Sometimes it's quieting that voice of desperation, anxiety, and urgency. We've got to quiet that voice. That's not the voice of faith. You could come to the Lord and speak to Him about those things. Lord, I'm so anxious. That's okay. I'm so anxious. I feel racked with fear. And then begin to move on in. But Lord, I know. I know that your word says, and that's where it comes back to, you've got to know a few things. You don't have to know a lot of Scripture. You don't have to know it from cover to cover, but you want to know one or two things. Lord, I know you said, and if you don't know it, Google it. Is that fast? Google it. Bible Scriptures on healing. I know that your word says. So, words are containers of power. That's what Jesus is saying here. Notice how he links something here. He said, the person that doesn't doubt in his heart but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. And then he goes on and he begins to talk about prayer. First of all, what you say, and then what you pray. Therefore, I say, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Okay, if I had a uh, an electronic something that worked today where I could circle the U's, I'd do it. I want you to do that. Ready? You, I want you to look at how many times you see the word you. Faith is personal. Oftentimes we want to look at over here why this is not happening over there, over here, over there. Jesus made this very personal. Whoever does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things that he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say whatever things, what? You ask. You do have to ask. You ask for when you pray. This goes back to the same scenario a minute ago where oftentimes people go, I know, but that was Jesus. He's saying you. I say whatever things you ask for when you pray. Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. He could have said, and this is what has been taught from many pulpits, Mom and Daddy, Grandma and Grandpa, Aunt Sue, a lot of them have taught this. When you pray, just see how it works out, and then you'll know that was God's will. Jesus didn't say that, but he could have. Whatever happens when you pray, wait and see. Wait and see, because you just never know what God will do. That's not what he said. He said, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. You know, I think even, uh, you know, theologians with all these initials behind their names have said these very things, have said, you know, if it happens in your life, once you pray, you leave it all up to God. That's not what Jesus said. He said that we should believe certain things. What did he say? Let's look at this together, shall we? Most Christians would believe. I, I believe that we should pl- pray and believe. I believe that. We, we all need to pray and believe. But believe what? What did Jesus say? We should pray and believe. Believe God is good. That's good. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, pray and believe that God is good. Jesus didn't say, pray and believe God's will be done, whatever that is. He said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things, would you say things? Whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them. What's them? Them things. Them things. Them things that you are believing for. Could it be that God wants to give you some things some things Are there some things that you're believing for in your life? Jesus said, believe that you receive those things when, when you pray. If I'm praying for healing right now, I don't believe I receive my healing when the doctor's report comes. That's just confirmation of what God already has done. I believe I receive when I pray, not when I feel better, not when I... Feel a little more excited. No, that didn't happen at your salvation. No one said to you, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and if you feel like a Christian, then you are. That's not Scripture. When you pray, that's when you release your faith. When you pray, looking at some faces out there, and you're like, can she be safe? Can Can this be true? It is the words of Jesus. How exciting. As you sit there, I encourage you, even under your breath, to say, amen. Do it by faith. This is so big. Amen. Hey, could it be? Listen. Doubt and unbelief ride on the coattails of disappointment. If you have been disappointed in your life, I'm offering you hope today. Jesus, out of the mouth of Jesus himself, he's offering you change. He's offering you hope for your situation. Amen? So, let's look at this personal thing. You know, faith is is personal. It's a you thing. And you can believe God for yourself. You might be thinking, you know, I'm just surrounded by people in my my home, in my uh, family, uh, at work. None of them support my faith stance. That's okay. Jesus gave the directive, if you believe. If you believe when you pray, you can receive. This is between you and God, the things that you believe for in your life. And, you know, I, I encourage you, if you've had just the bill, pay, and faith, start there. If you haven't even ever prayed over your finances, start there. Learn to ask him. Dare to believe that he wants you to be in a different place financially. And then after bill, paying and faith, you know what the next level is? Debt freedom. Could you imagine if you had no mortgage? That'd be a raise, right? That'd be a raise monthly. The next level is believing God. Maybe you're there, there and you go, Gwen, we've, we've been good. We've been paying our bills for years with no problem. I challenge you to go to the next level and believe God for increase in your life so that you can be a blessing to more people. After bill paying faith, and debt freedom. Did you know there's another level? Paying cash for everything. Paying cash for everything. See, there are levels of faith. Are you hanging around with people that are another level than you? Or are you hanging around with people, are they all people that we just barely getting by? We just barely making it in here. You want to make sure that you are surrounding yourself. And there's a group here today, Surrounding yourself with people who are believing and stretching for greater things in their life. You that are raising children. You that, maybe you have grandchildren that are young. Believe God to mark your generation. Believe Him in every area of our lives. There is no limitation on what God can do. This is what we see in Scripture today. We're going to go back and we're going to read the words of Jesus one more time. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of opportunity to, uh, to practice. You want to do that? See, if you, the one reason that we come on Sundays is we are getting tools and we're practicing things that we're supposed to be doing throughout the week. And so today what I want us to do in this kind of a setting, man, the word of the Lord has already gone forth in worship, and now we're seeing the words of Jesus today, and we're going to do a little bit of practice with our faith. Why? So that you can go do this out there. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. He told them exactly how faith worked so that they could speak to the fig tree, so that they could speak to the mountains in their life and see change. So I want to look back uh, one more time. Um, I think uh, they, they've moved on, and I want to go back to the words of Jesus right here. Can we go back to Mark eleven twenty three? 23? Here we go. Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Still getting me. <laughs> Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you can have faith in God for the mountains in your life today. There is one more thing. If you go further in Scripture and just beyond Mark 11:23, 23, Jesus does say this. When you stand praying, what are we looking for? We're looking for things that we can do. And we're also looking for things. Why hasn't this worked in my life before? Why why is this not working for me? So Jesus said, when you pray, stand forgiving. If you have aught against any. So that you can have what you say. So there could be, there are reasons sometimes why our faith doesn't work. I I don't recommend that we go around just speaking. Oh, I want a million dollars. Oh, God, I pray that you'd uh, give us world peace. There are certain things you've just got to have a a knowledge of how God's working the earth. So we want to line ourselves up with what he's saying. And you know what? We can't have faith for things that we haven't heard. From who? That's why we want to start with a promise. Or did, did God tell you? If he speaks to your heart and says, you are to be a millionaire. It could be 30 years, you know? Maybe he's. I'd, I'd start building my faith. If a thought comes to your head and you're thinking, wow, that's, that's amazing, go to the Word and start building your faith. Start building your faith on those things. But you can start where you are today in those things. I think Brianna mentioned this last week. Greater, Jesus said, greater things than this shall you do. Well, we've got, let's start with what Jesus did himself. The greater things he has for us. Let's back it up. Let's see exactly what he did and then add our faith on a regular basis. We're adding the word to our faith so that we're coming up, coming up, coming up. There is not one situation in your life that faith won't change. Not one. That faith in God's word. What do you believe? Believing that he will specifically answer your financial, have words. Have words. Have those containers of power, promises that back up what you need financially. Have words of healing ready. Have words on relationship so that you can have peace and well-being in your life. I don't think I finished on I get started, and I've got to to stop. I want to finish it. Let's go with what Jesus said. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Would you stand? Just as when you ask Jesus into your heart, maybe you're here today, and you're thinking, that's the one thing, Gwen. I'm not even there. This will work for anybody who's following Jesus. So you want to get that straight. If you're not, maybe you've never asked the Lord into your heart. Maybe, did you know there are people that have attended church for years and have never asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life? If that's you today, no shame. Here's the day to start. So let's just do that today and just across the room today. Lord Jesus, I believe you paid the price for my sin. I declare I am new and made whole. I repent of every sin and lay that at the foot of the cross. According to Scripture, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's all it took. You just have to believe it, say it out your mouth, and believe it in your heart. That's the way everything else works too. Say it out your mouth and believe it in your heart. What is it you're believing for today? Would you dare to ask Him Right where you are. Now, you're going to hear a low rumble probably across the room. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I am so shocked by all this. I don't even know where to start. What what was it when you first came in? Maybe something that was just stewing around in your head. Something about work something about uh, an obstacle in your life. I want you to bring that to the Lord today right now and say, "Lord, I'm believing you to change this." Ready? I'm going to pray and I want you to pray accordingly where you are. Lord, we just we come to you today and we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, and we dare to ask to ask big things. We've put your word in our heart. We're believing what we saw in red, the words of Jesus, that we can speak to the mountains in our life, Lord. And so those that are in this room today, I just pray that you would bless them. I'm adding my face to theirs. Where you are today, you could just say to yourself, debt, get out. Practice now while it's safe in here. Doesn't matter if you feel silly. Strife, strife in my home, get out. You could say to yourself, All all sickness and disease gone from my body. Speak to something specifically. Pain in your knee. I, I, I rebuke pain. Just that simple. I rebuke pain in my knee in Jesus' name. Now let's continue. Shall we pray? Lord, we just pray that you would just show up big in our lives. We dare to ask you. We're taking you at your word today. We know, Lord, that you're challenging us. In these last days before Jesus returns, that we rise up and that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, bringing you glory with our lives. We're rising up. We're increasing in strength and in power in our own lives. We dare to believe that you're going to do above and beyond what we could think or ask according to the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work within us. So, Lord, I just pray over everyone in the house today, those that are listening online. I seal the Word of God in hearts of men and women today. And Lord, I pray if there are questions, concerns that, that people still have today that they would dare to dive into your word, we thank you for that. Now, one more thing. Would you say this with me? If I have a problem, if I have ought against any, I forgive. Okay, you know, that means the government. I mean, people are going around, they're getting stewed up about what's happening. We have to let that go. What are we supposed to do? First Timothy tells us, first of all, pray for those who are in our authority so we can't get mad. And so, who else do we need to forgive? And we're going to let that go, and then what are we going to do? We're not going to keep talking about, well, you know, if so-and-so wasn't in the office or if they weren't. We can't do that. That's not godly. Let's don't do that. Don't post it. Don't share it. You pray for your leaders. Who else do we need to forgive? Who do we need to forgive? Maybe someone that cut you off this morning on the way to church. I'm smiling, but I'm serious. Let it go. If we can't forgive that person, we don't even know we're going to go into the house and have all this stuff, and we're going to be taking it out on whoever calls next. And we might not talk about who cut us off, but we're going to be irritated, agitated. Let's forgive. Let's forgive. Where you stand today, is there someone you need to forgive? Under your breath. Lord, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Do you want your faith to work? Do you want your prayers to work? I forgive if I have aught against any. I forgive if I have aught against any. Thank you, Lord. You have forgiven us the chiefest of sins. Lord, we all transgressed against you, and so we can certainly forgive our brother. And so, Lord, I thank you that you told us that, and it was just cut and dry by act of our will. We can forgive. I declare myself to be a forgiver. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive if I have ought against any. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We honor you, Lord. John.
0: Thank you, Gwen. Stay standing. We'll be out of here in about three minutes. I want to remind you that next Sunday we'll have a seniors' luncheon July 17th at FLIPS, following the service. Also, the last Sunday of the month is the 31st water baptism. If you'd like to be baptized, see me after service then or the next couple weeks. Be here next Sunday. As you take what you heard this Sunday and last Sunday with you, and you're working that out, you're processing, you're walking it out, remember that just because you do not see change in your life immediately, it is doing the right thing over. And doing it consistently over time that brings change in your life that is noticeable. If you've ever seen somebody that has been a maybe one of your relatives as a little kid, and then all of a sudden you see them and they're, you know, looking down on you, you go, What? They don't realize hardly that they've grown. But people around us will notice there's a growth that is happening inside of us because of even what you have said out of your mouth in the past, you're stopping that. And you're watching what you say so that when people come in contact with you, you'll be uh, talking to somebody and that person, you know, that is in the corner now starts kind of gravitating to you. And they kind of get close and they kind of look you in the ear hole and you go, can I help you? No, I don't know what it is about you. I just kind of want to hang out with you. Because of what's coming out of you is the goodness of God. What is spoken out of your mouth, realize it. uh, that is a a great word today. Um, Next Sunday, I'm going to start a new series about opening the door and letting God into your circumstances. If you've ever thought about this, we all go through troubles, but listen, when we have God on our side, we put trouble on our troubles, okay? Some of you'll Get that when you get home. Ah. (laughs) Don't nag me on, baby. Don't nag me on. I said five, three minutes. Okay. So let's... All right. Sit down. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, as we leave today, God, we know that your Holy Spirit lives and resides in us. And as we leave this place, we do not leave the house of God because the house of God is our life. God, you live and reside in us. Father, we take you with us. The Holy Spirit guides us and directs us. God, as your word said in Isaiah, we hear a voice say, this is the way, walk into it. And so God, today I pray and I believe with my brothers and sisters that are here today, that God, that you'll put us in the right place at the right time to meet the right people to bring about all that you have destined for us. And Father, I pray that when you do that, God, that your Holy Spirit, again, brings it to our mind that we know that we're in the right place at the right time, that we might be able to acknowledge you and listen to your voice. God, we thank you for all that you're doing in our life. And everybody in agreement said? Amen. Amen. All right, go get them, guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.